Hello, my name is Dr. Roger Henderson, and I'm a GP in Southwest Scotland, and I also co-host the GP Notebook study groups. Welcome to this GP Notebook podcast, where we discuss bite-sized topics aimed at all those working in primary care. Now, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please follow us to receive notifications about new episodes, and if you like what you hear, do please consider leaving a review to help other listeners find us. You can also follow us on Twitter at GP Notebook for more information about new podcast episodes and study groups, and you can also follow me there too, at Roger the Doctor. Finally, you can visit gpnotebook.com for podcast episode show notes and to find out more about our upcoming study group meetings. Now, in this podcast... I'll be discussing how to understand the presentation and management of dry skin conditions in different ethnic minority groups. But first of all, let's have a quick overview about dry skin or cirrhosis, an extremely common condition we all see in our surgeries every day and which presents in people of all skin colours and ethnic minority groups. As we know, it typically presents as rough, scaly or flaky skin, due to a lack of water in the stratum corneum, the upper layer of the skin. Now, the more severe the skin dryness, the more likely it is that dermatitis will occur. And we know that the body parts most commonly affected here are the face, the cheeks, the hands, the arms, and the legs. And the superficial cracking and the itching and the stinging it causes typically results in its discomfort, and its severity has been linked to multiple factors, including dry climate, cold winters, and excessive showering or bathing. Now, the typical types of dermatitis we all know, eczema, atopic dermatitis, affecting about 1 in 10 adults, 1 in 5 children, and that causes the dry, red, inflamed, and itchy patches of skin that we so often see. The differences, though, between its incidence in lighter and darker skin tones isn't particularly well known in the UK, but one American study did suggest that eczema is more common in black children. It's often made worse by things like stress, allergies and skin irritants. And you've also then got contact dermatitis where you get the nickel or the detergents or some cosmetics that come into contact with the skin, triggering an allergic or irritant reaction. Seborrheic dermatitis, as we know, it occurs when the body reacts to yeast, and causes dryness and flaking of the skin, especially in the body creases and on the face. We also mustn't forget that conditions such as psoriasis can also cause significant drying of the skin. Now, when we're talking about skin of colour, I think it's important to remember about the Fitzpatrick Skin Types Classification, which describes skin according to its reaction to sun exposure. So the six typical skin types that it mentions... Skin type 1 is that skin always burns but never tans. Type 2, it always burns but sometimes tans. Skin type 3, sometimes burns but always tans. 4, never burns and always tans. 5, is moderately pigmented skin. And type 6, is darkly pigmented skin. And skin of colour is typically categorised in the types 3 to 6. 
category. Now, skin colour mainly depends on the presence of melanin, protecting our skin from ultraviolet radiation. And the term skin of colour can be used to describe people with skin tones darker than Caucasian, so typically Asian, African, Hispanic or Latino, or Middle Eastern descent, the Fitzpatrick types 3 to 6. Now, these skin types are more richly pigmented because of the difference in melanin production in them compared to Caucasian skin. Melanin produced by melanocyte skin cells, although the number of melanocytes present in the skin doesn't vary between people of different skin colour, the amount of melanin produced is greater in people with dark skin. And there are two types of melanin. Pheomelanin, a yellowy-red pigment, and eumelanin, a black-brown pigment. Now, skin of colour has more eumelanin in it than pheomelanin, whereas the reverse is true for Caucasians with lighter skin. Now, this difference in skin coloration, in turn, can cause significant differences in the incidence, presentation and treatment of different skin conditions. So, for example, increased melanin levels give us a greater degree of ultraviolet protection, resulting in fewer skin cancers. Conversely, the higher pigment levels can mean there's increased skin darkening if skin inflammation or trauma occurs, causing post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, as well as sometimes making it more difficult to recognise the skin erythema and inflammation that occurs with dry skin. We also now know there are differences in skin water loss, water content, ceramide levels, those are the waxy substances that help maintain skin integrity, and skin reactivity between Caucasians and skin of colour. Although dry skin may cause similar symptoms among different skin tones, the appearance may make it more difficult to be obviously recognisable. So, for example, in atopic dermatitis, signs such as erythema that is easy to see on light skin can be masked on darker skin and so delay both diagnosis and treatment. Now, this is highlighted by a fact that hospital admissions linked to eczema are up to six times higher in people of colour than in people with light skin. A salutary statistic. And in classical atopic dermatitis, Itchy, reddened plaques of skin develop on the body's flexor surfaces behind the back of the neck, the elbows and behind the knees that we typically see. But signs and symptoms of variations to this in skin of colour include things like erythema appearing darker or purple compared to simple reddening on lighter skin. Skin dryness can present as fine white flakes in skin of colour. Skin thickening and roughness caused by dry skin is often more pronounced in darker skin. So people of African descent less commonly develop flexural dermatitis, but extensor involvement is often a more prominent feature than in Caucasian skin. Changes to level of pigmentation, both increased and reduced, to areas of dry skin are more common and severe in skin of colour compared to lighter skin and an increase in scaly plaques around the neck in skin of colour with Asians tend to have more well-demarcated lesions and increased scaling and lichenification when compared to Caucasian skin.
must also be remembered in our clinics that in someone with skin of colour, the skin erythema of psoriasis is more subtle, so psoriatic papules can appear more pink, grey or dark brown in colour than with people with lighter skin who have psoriasis. So as a result, it can be seen that the common presentations of skin inflammation and scaling and redness that we so often easily see on light skin is less likely to present to us in the same manner and so may increase our diagnostic difficulties. Now, if the diagnosis of dry skin or dry skin-related conditions is delayed because of skin of colour, then this can cause that condition to worsen without treatment and in turn lead to increased skin dryness, itching, thickening and hyperpigmentation. That then can obviously lead on to more aggressive or lengthy treatment being needed than would otherwise have been required. So it's crucial that the main differences in the presentation of dry skin between different skin tones are understood and recognised in order to prevent this occurring. Post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, PIH, is often more of a concern to people of colour than the actual dry skin itself because this can include periorbital hyperpigmentation around the eyes that can cause the appearance of always looking tired. But it's always better to prevent post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation occurring in the first place than by treating it once it occurs as this type of pigmentation can be slow to resolve even with treatment. Epidermal pigmentation may persist for 6 to 12 months or even longer in some people and this can cause significant psychological distress because of its impact on self-image and self-esteem which may in turn trigger anxiety and depression. In addition, people of colour who repeatedly rub and scratch areas of dry skin or eczema may develop skin thickening and firm raised bumps on the skin that we typically see as prurigo nodules. Now when we're treating dry skin in skin of colour, emollients remain the cornerstone of treatment. They smooth, rehydrate the skin, they help to prevent dryness, cracking and inflammation. And when we use them correctly and in the right quantity, very important point, they can also reduce the need for topical steroids, they're associated with fewer visits to the doctor and there's less prescribing of antibiotics. And the vast majority of people with dry skin conditions see a fairly rapid improvement from using an emollient at least once a day. When you're prescribing an emollient in someone with skin of colour, consider the severity of their skin dryness, how easy it is for them to use the proposed emollient, whether you're prescribing sufficient quantity and also if a topical steroid to reduce skin inflammation may also be required. In addition to a simple emollient use, a daily skincare cleanser routine that doesn't dry the skin should also be advised as this helps to keep the skin supple and well hydrated, reducing the risk of further dryness and inflammation. Now, Over the years in treating dry skin in people with skin of colour, I've come across a number of simple consultation hints and tips, which I always like to try and remember, and I thought I'd share some of those with you today on the podcast. So first of all, always remember, in general, to have a heightened awareness of the possibility of dry skin conditions and its consequences during consultations with people of skin of colour. 
treat dry skin early and optimally with emollients. This is absolutely key in preventing longer-term post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So reducing skin inflammation is an absolutely key focus of treatment in my view. Always ask the patient if they know how to use their emollients. You may be surprised at the fact that they don't. The liberal use of moisturizers and short, warm, rather than hot, baths and showers are vital in helping to manage dry skin. And in skin of colour, you may not see the classical signs of redness and inflammation that we often typically see in Caucasian skin. So examine the skin under natural light whenever possible and always take an in-depth history. Do reassure the patient that with the right treatment, both dry skin and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation can be treated. But also remember that chronic dry skin problems are strongly associated with symptoms of anxiety and depression. Always ask someone presenting with dry skin about how they're feeling. And do be prepared to spend time discussing any mental health issues that are raised. Ask them about their normal skincare routine, because many people with dry skin are actually using products that worsen their skin dryness and inflammation, but simply don't realise it. Now, once you've made an accurate diagnosis, in most cases, the management of simple dermatological conditions is exactly the same regardless of skin type. And if emollients, in combination with other topical treatments, don't control a dry skin condition, then referral to a dermatologist, or picking up the phone to them, is of the sensible next option. So, I do hope you found this podcast helpful, and please do have a look at the show notes that accompany this episode at gpnotebook.com. We'd be very grateful if you'd consider following the podcast and leaving us a review on your favourite podcast platforms. Feel free to get in touch via social media at GP Notebook or email us support at gpnotebook.com if you have any questions, comments or ideas for future podcasts. We really would like to hear from you. You should also visit us at gpnotebook.com to register for our virtual GP Notebook study groups and download free shortcuts to help improve the lives of your patients in primary care. But until the next time, goodbye and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.